is going on, Bruins fans? It is What's Brewing here on the Big Black and Gold Productions LLC Network. It is yet another episode of What's Brewing brought to you here by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 in welcome bonuses. As always, I am joined by Mike Sullivan, my co-host over there. Mike, how are you today? You, you pumped with this 3-1 series lead we've got? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if I've been so nervous for a first-round matchup, uh, game three, game four, in so long. They looked they looked good that game four, though. They finally look like they're back uh, playing Bruins hockey. So we were doing the pregame show on Friday, and right as we were about to, to exit, Jeremy jumping in. What's up, fellas? What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Definitely. Jeremy? We get some uh, some more comments and, and questions popping in here. Uh, but you, we have Mark on the show. And right as we were getting ready to sign off, all of a sudden, poof, David Krejci missing the game. And we didn't know what the fuck was going on. We still don't really know what's going on. <laughs> uh, then we saw the lineups. Trent Frederick with Felino and Taylor Hall. You got Coyle, Zaka down the middle, Nosek on the fourth line. What do you think of the lineup? <laughs> I mean, it worked out. Um it's so weird because this team doesn't seem to skip a beat no matter who's out, no matter who they're missing, no matter what line combinations Jim Montgomery decides to throw out there. That, it, that game two was a missed beat for sure. They missed a oh, lot of yeah. Yeah, game game two was different. I don't know what team that was, but speaking of, of like the with the Krejci and the Bergeron injuries, it's like it's like no matter who fills into those roles that are that are missing, it, it's it's like not a challenge for anybody. It's it's wild. I mean, think about it. First line center, Charlie Coyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, I mean, nothing against Charlie Coyle. That just doesn't right. sound right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, I mean, you you reestablish that, that Zaka Bertuzzi-Pasternak line, which I, I really view that as our number one line right now. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's far and away our number one line. But I love the mix, you know, putting Coyle with the Brusque and Martian, the physicality, two-way defensive you know, abilities that Coyle's shown this year really is a solid fill-in. Obviously, no one's replacing Patrice Bergeron, but right. as far as the two-way game, responsible, um, you know, going to play both ends of the ice equally hard, if not favoring the defensive zone, just to let Marshan and DeBrusque do their thing in the O-zone. I think Coyle's a, a much better fit than Zaka up there. Not that Zaka was bad. I mean, if you have David Krejci and, and you're putting, you know, Bertuzzi and Pasternak on the wings of David Krejci. That's not a bad line. I just think that, you know, Krejci, the, the Pasternak Bertuzzi chemistry, holy shit. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> you know, I, 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 not that I didn't want him before, but I definitely want them to bring back Bertuzzi for next year. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I do too. I look at that as a, almost as a must do. If, Bergeron and Marshan and Felino all leave. And, and yes, yeah. I'm including Felino in that because one thing that Nick Felino has gone completely under the radar for was remember how many people were ready to just dump him at the beginning of the year? I'm I'm not gonna lie, I, I was one of them. <laughs> I am out shitting all over him, all these things. I mean, this guy is showing what a true leader in the locker room can can mean. You don't have Bergeron, he's not even in the fucking state. Bergeron right. was not in the state. And yeah, Krejci was there, but 
you know, Krejci's not the same type of leader. He's he's more of a, a lead by doing kind of leader. And and yet somehow with Felino in the locker room on the ice, Felino and holy shit, the maturation of Brad Marchand. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, who is this? <laughs> you know, there was um I, I can't remember if it was last last night or the game before, but there was just a, a, a part where he was just standing there talking to the referee. Literally looked like it was Patrice Bergeron talking to the referee, just going, explain this to me. What, yeah. This is what happened. That, like, walk me through it. And, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, normally he's like flailing his arms, you know, screaming and swearing. Like, this is a new Brad Marchand. Yeah. <laughs> I think he I think he understands, um, you know, with guys like Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci both out of the lineup, he's – would he be the oldest on the team without those guys? Um, I th- I, well, outside yeah, of Felino too. I was gonna say, I think age-wise, Felino is. Um, now, now you got me. I got to double check. Yeah, um, but either way, I mean, he's he's, he's taking the role. Yeah, he's he's taking the role of that leader essentially. So he's, I think he understands that, and he's reeling it in, and he's not getting baited into into situations where Radko Gudis is just giving him the business for 30 straight seconds. And he norm, normally you would see him, you know, retaliate against that or give a, give him like a little hack in the back of the legs. But I think he knows that right now he's, he's one of the main leaders on this team and he needs to kind of lead by example. Yeah. You got Bergeron who's 37, Krejci's 36, Felino's 35 and Brad Marchand at 34. And then you've got mm-hmm. Hall, Hathaway and Orlov, all who are 31. Everyone else is 30 or younger which is mm. which is also an testament to how young the team is yeah like that, that's yeah. another thing um abby also mentioning remember how some bruins fans were shitting all over taylor hall all season and he shows up when it matters now uh yeah, yeah taylor hall is another one i mean i'm glad they've got him signed um i i just i don't know taylor hall's interesting he wants to yeah. be here he makes a lot of money, but he's not complaining about his role, and it fits so perfect. Because if you think about it, if you're able to bring back Bertuzzi next year, you know you're going to have Marshan, Bertuzzi, and Hall down the left side. You're going to have DeBrusque, uh, you're going to have DeBrusque, Pasternak, and probably Lysel down the right side. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Lysel's coming up next season regardless. I mean, who else would you have on that right side? Um, Frederick, I guess. I see. Yeah. see I, I, I would love to see Freddie slide over to that fourth line center next year if you can bring him back. Me too. Me too. And it's uh, it's it's kind of cool because you can he makes a case for that third line a third line role. I mean, he almost put twenty in this year. Um, but if Bergeron and Krejci don't return, you're gonna have to make some lineup adjustments, and some players are gonna have to switch up their roles, oh, and they're absolutely. just gonna have to accept it. Um, and, and Abby also pointing out, Allmark has more penalty minutes than Brad Marchand right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I will, uh, speaking of penalty minutes, though, the Pims, I'm glad we have not seen A.J. Greer because yes. he has been a liability to cause penalties all season long. And while he brings a lot to the table as far as the fight, the youth, and, and all those things, uh, I mean – Jacob Lauko is doing a fantastic job, and he's drawing more penalties. Um, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I love Lauko being in this lineup. Um, 
Like he he brings certain things that like you just said, like drawing penalties. His defensive game is good, and the energy he brings too. It's it's almost at the same level as AJ Green brings energy wise, but Lauko is a much better overall player than AJ Greer. I think so, and yeah. I think ceiling is probably a little higher too. But uh, yeah. edited on YouTube has a, a great question here. Should Bergeron play tomorrow, Wednesday? Uh, I think is what he means, obviously. Um, or should he keep resting? Uh, he says, personally, I think keeping him out is better. Let's him rest. Uh, I say keep I say keep him out of the lineup. Even if he thinks he's good to go, keep him out of the lineup for game five. You got a 3-1 series lead. Um, you're going back home. And you wow. just saw... Leaving him out of the lineup, too? I say so, yeah. I mean... This team, I'm. This team has a three-one series lead without those guys. Um, they just beat Florida yesterday. What six to two without either of them in the lineup, and they played great. Um, if now if the series was tied, heading back to Boston, it's all completely different story. Completely now, different you, story. Are you going with Allmark on Wednesday? I go sway. How the game ended? After how the game ended, the the <laughs> the brawl there with Kachuk. Yeah. You're going Swayman. I say I say go Sway. Um, he's been iced for what four games now. Um, yeah, yeah. Just get him, get him some minutes. Yeah, get him some minutes. Not not minutes. Get him a full game. Let him get some game action. Um, give Omar a little one game break, and then if things go to plan, round two, start Omar again. Uh, let's see. Oh, my, Mama and Papa Bear say hello. Great to hello, join hello. you have you with us as well um and then she says uh doesn't appear or doesn't depend on their physical injuries keep them both out um here's here's where i stand on it i i agree with you i would leave both Krejci actually i would leave Krejci Bergeron and Allmark out of the lineup because of how last game ended because True. of Matt Kachuk because this Panthers team between Kachuk and Gudis and everybody else on there when they get cornered they get dirty yeah i mean we all saw that cross check to the, the to the kidney essentially of garnett hathaway yeah i mean someone's going to be putting a bounty out on matt kachuk pretty soon if he gets that <laughs> yeah like, yeah some crap. some random guy from selfie is going to cash in on that bounty <laughs> like it, it, but it was un, it was completely unnecessary came out of nowhere knocked him down and it takes a yeah. lot to knock that guy down yeah. Let's, we've seen it when he was with Washington and, and it was just a dirty play. Like it, it was completely unnecessary, completely avoidable. Like I get it. If, if it was like a, you know, mid play can't stop, whatever, you know what I mean? Like there are some yeah. plays, you know, where like the, the DeBrusque get catching the puck up by the head, you know, yeah. nobody's yeah. fault. It happens. Sucks. You know, glad they were able to get him back in the same game. You know, but like, or there was the um, the high stick in the uh, I think it was the New York Islanders Carolina game that the stick just kind of gets brought up and whacks the guy in the face. Yeah, like it happens, but that is completely avoidable. And and for that reason, like, go ahead, play Swayman. You're up three one. You're home. You have the advantage of last change. Yeah. And roll these same lines out, barring anybody else being majorly hurt. Roll the same lines out. Um, you know, I, you could make the case 
that you could put Greer in for Hathaway if he's still kind of feeling it, but you have that extra day of rest with the travel. So you, you probably don't have to. I would still lean towards Hathaway, but barring him sitting there going, I just can't go, then then I would leave him in. I mean, there is kind of the aspect too of the ser- like the series isn't over yet. There's obviously it's not over until it's over. So there is that aspect of if you kind of go with a B squad almost in game five and you lose that game, all of a sudden are you a little bit nervous about Florida kind of catching some energy and catching some momentum heading back to Florida? No, and here's why. I'll give you two reasons. Their names are Alex Lyon and Sergei Bobrovsky. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. The, the second they pulled Lyon and they put Bobrovsky in the game, yeah. I immediately thought to myself, great, who starts next game? And how is it not Sergei Bobrovsky? Yep. And how in the fuck can you go back to Alex Lyon? You can't. You can't. <laughs> exactly. And right yeah. now you look at it and you go, they need to. Alex Lyon was their better chance. And I get getting Bobrovsky time, but if you start Bobrovsky the way they did in game four, he's your guy now. Yep. You can't go back. Now, it's a little different if, like, they were getting Spencer Knight back and that was just kind of the the way it was for a little while. Because then you can flip it over to Spencer Knight. We're Like, we're, we're seeing that kind of thing happen with the Devils yep. in the series. You and I were talking about it before we came on. Now they're switching the net over from Vitek Vanacek over to uh, that new kid, Schmidt. Yep. And hopefully he gets them back in the series. You know, we saw um, uh, Edmonton. They made the goalie change. They were down 3-0 the other night. Down 3-0. They switch over to Skinner, uh, switch from Skinner to Jack Campbell of all goaltenders, and they come yeah. back and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can be done. But if you're Edmonton, you're going right back to Stuart Skinner. That was not a we're giving up on you. That was a we need to jolt this team. And we've seen uh, Monty do that during the season. This is a this would be a hey, we don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> they will target yeah. you, and it's been proven. And we don't want you getting thrown out of any more games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 it's too big of a risk. I mean. I would understand why they still roll with those guys, but at the same time, like you said, the end of last game, when they when Florida knows they're about to lose or if they're put into a corner, they're just going to start taking runs at guys. And especially if they know their season is about to end, they're not going to care, and they're just going to take runs. Of the three, I'd leave Allmark in simply mm-hmm. because clearly he's proven he don't care. He'll handle yeah. it himself. He'll fight if I, he wants to. <laughs> I, I don't want to see Bergeron targeted. I don't want to see Krejci targeted. I want to see Ooh. them come back in and be fresh. Yes. Those are the guys I'm more worried about. And with the offense that you guys have been able to produce, you can sit there and go, listen, Omar, keep us in this game. We go out, we get a three, four goal lead. And it's just going to be the fourth and third line, the rest of the fucking night. Yep. Take the hits, dish them back. Who fucking cares? Let's get out of here with the dub, send them home. Have a nice day. Kick their ass on the scoreboard. As they say, yep. um, where was it? Let's see. Edited right here. Coil was incredible at the dot. He was good. Thomas Nogin was, was amazing, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't – now I got to check because I'm pretty sure Trent Frederick had a pretty good day at the dot himself. Like, uh, for someone who's not, like, a face-off guy, he's played mm-hmm. so much at the wing. Um, I got to check now. So, because- actually, actually with – so, this is kind of random and, and circling back to something earlier, but about Krejci. Yeah. Uh, Steve Conroy, who works for the Boston – 
He works for the Boston Herald and covers the Bruins. Um, he said that he believes it's some sort of armor elbow injury to Krejci. Yeah, I, I would believe that based on how he was playing Yeah, um, when he was in the lineup. So I, I would definitely leave him out for now as much as you can. Um, yep. There was face-offs. I'm trying to look at the game summary here. Oh, for, for game four? Yeah. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Frederick was – he didn't take any face-offs. Felino took him. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I, I, okay, I remember seeing Felino in the dot, but you had Coyle. Coyle was uh, 31%. Zaka was 46%. Hathaway took one draw and won it. He was 100%. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Noshik was 50%. Um, I mean, the face-off dot has not been as bad of a problem as people were making it out. Game two was bad across the board. Uh, Tommy yeah. asked the question, isn't this what the Panthers want? They want a 3-1 deficit? Or they want us question like questioning our lineup. That's what I, I that's what I think what he meant was like yeah. they want us wondering what goaltender to play. You know, should we keep these guys out? Um right now what they want is to win a game. They need to win yeah. a game. <laughs> um let's see. Abby says Kachuk during a Kachuk interview that night, he was saying Hathaway dove and was pretending to draw a penalty. We all saw the tape. Tape don't yeah. lie. Uh, we all know what Paul Maurice can do to a team down one, down one three. Um, I'm not worried about it. I'm just I'm I'm not, not with this team. Allmark would be better in my opinion. They can't solve them, and that's frustrating them so much. Yeah, but at the I'm same time, Monty. if you're Monty, just go into that goaltending room and be like, Bob, flip a coin. Let me know who who's going. <laughs> Literally, he could play either one. I won't be upset if Allmark plays, but I understand the argument here of of why risk an injury to him, you know, when right. the series is basically over. And I wouldn't be upset if he plays. Let me, right, let yeah. Me, let, me, let me put that out there. I would not be upset if he plays. Right. Uh, but as Jeremy said, they never should have put Bobrovsky in. It, it, it's not going to be the same if you go to Swayman. It's, it's just not. No. Um, do you think that Sway has the same technical play as Olmark? I don't know. Omar is very this year. He's very, um, he's just, how do I explain it? He's very square to the puck at all times. He's always yeah. in position. Swayman is a little slippery, a little <laughs> less rebound control. Yes, yes, yes. And, and he's working on it. It's significantly better than it was, but this yeah. is also the difference between a goaltender. Who's what? 24, 20, 23, 24 years old. And a guy who's 28. Like those extra years, like that's what you're gonna get. And right. and if you want to see two goaltenders who play con- two completely different styles, literally side by side, compare Tim Thomas and Tuka Rask, because right now what you're getting is more of the Tuka Rask style, where like we literally saw the first time I think ever in a Boston uniform, Linus Olmark have to dive and go horizontal from oh. one side of the goal to the other to make a save. First that time I've save. ever seen him do it. Fucking hell of a save. Oh, my why? God. But why did he have to make that save? He had to respect the shot so much, but he knew the pass option was there, and he knew in the back of his head, if I force the pass, I can get over there. 
Yeah. And he's as le- as athletic as you can possibly be. That's how that save is made. But he was in position for the shot. That's why the save was necessary. Yeah. And and that was a breakdown on defense. It really was. You know, because if someone's covering him back door, Omar stops the shot. And as long as he doesn't give up a bad rebound middle of the ice or deflect it over to the guy cutting in on the backside, then it's not a goal. Yeah. And and it's fine. And he doesn't have to dive across, you know, and, and that's the same type of save. Like if Tuka Rask was in that position, he would have just slid from one side to the other. Yeah. <laughs> he would have just slid. He would have just moseyed so, on over. <laughs> um, let's see. Tommy says, I'm getting Scott Walker vibes. Uh, can we just lay out Kachuk, please? Yeah. Um, you Not know what? He, he, he did. You know what? Go ahead. Throw AJ Greer in there and just say, you know what? Take him out. Call it a day. Take your misconduct. Have a seat. <laughs> That's what you have AJ Greer for. Yeah, basically. But we don't advocate for people to get targeted, right? Right. No, never. <laughs> I mean, target him, but do it clean. Yeah. Go for that. Checking in live from Florida. Oh, is oh, that, uh, is that uh, Tedisco? I think that's Nick Tedisco. Yeah. Nicky, what's up? What's up, uh, Nick? The Bruins are going to lock this thing up Wednesday night. I think yeah. so. I, 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 All the momentum is on their side. There's no reason for them not to. Yeah. Um, I also think I, I think Florida knows that they're dead in the water. I don't think they have any hope, honestly. Like, their biggest move right now is going back to Alex Lyon in net. And if, if Aaron Ekblad is still not in the lineup, they're – they're toast. They're, they're toast. Done. They're done. They're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another comment up here back when we were talking about it. Jeremy asked the question, is Lysel a lock? A uh, lock for next year? I think he means for next season. Uh, uh, I don't know if I would say a lock, but I would say he's – I would put it at like 70%. He's definitely going to be playing every preseason game, um, and they might give him a couple a couple games in, in the beginning of the season. And if he looks good – then they keep him for sure. But as of now, I'd say probably about 70 to 75% chance that he's, he's in the lineup. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's a lock for even next season right away. Um, there, there's going to be a lot that tells you because you've got other guys like Oscar Steen still under contract for next year. McLaughlin is a restricted free agent. Um, <clears throat> then you have, um, uh, let's see who else you have on the on the right side. Obviously, DeBrusque, Pasternak. Like you're not gonna put Fabian Lysel in a bottom six role, so right. that means now you're bumping Jake DeBrusque down. Well, not sure. you 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 can see him on the third line to start. Who Lysel? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they want to play him there. That's the thing. Fair. And with with his skill set, do you want to? I mean, Taylor Hall's playing third line right now. I know, but Fabian Lysel is not Taylor Hall. Well, mm. yeah, true. You know, um, let's see. Abby says, I think we all know Tampa and the Leafs are going to go to game seven. Yeah. I don't think so. Really? I do. I do. So, think about it. Tampa Bay is down their top two defensemen still. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Chernak and uh, Hedman. Yeah, Chernak and Hedman, yeah. they're both out. They're going to be, and they're not going to be 100% when they do come back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've been able to beat Vasilevsky, and I think some of that is is the guys played over eighty straight games. You know, like he he played every fucking game for them this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. 
so he's getting tired. You That's know, the thing too. Yeah, he's. I think I, I heard some stat today, some crazy stat. Um, Vasilevsky has played eighty something playoff games in a row, and he's second only behind Martin Brodeur. That wouldn't surprise me. No, that's an insane workload. Right. And without Hedman and Chernak and, you know, it it just, they're, the whole team is tired. Mm -hmm. The whole team is tired. I think they get one more. I I think Toronto in six is the right way to go right now for that. Um, Toronto is, they're, they're finding themselves. Um. I, I don't see them getting past the second round. So if that helps, there you go. Um, I just, I, I get it. I want to say seven, two, because you can't count Tampa Bay out, but until Hedman and Chernak come back, I can't see it. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy is asking, can Greer keep his cool until the time is right is the question. Um, that's the thing is, yeah, it'd be nice to see Greer come into the lineup and, and kind of go one-on-one with Kachuk. Um, and, and I like this comment edited on YouTube. Kachuk is making Marshan look like Bergeron out there. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's so true. That's the thing. Yeah. And you know what? To, to the question about AJ Greer keeping his cool, I'm not sure. And for that reason, I would leave him out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jeremy says, I'd like to see Lauko or Steen get the first shot in the top nine. Are you referring to next season? Because um, I think Lauko, I think next season, you're really seeing a good case for a young third line next year, a young fourth line next year, that yeah. I think you're going to see Lauko and Frederick both on. I do too. I believe so. I mean, I think Lauko has earned a spot into the lineup more than anybody. Oscar Steen, I mean, I don't know why, but he's never really done it for me. He's never stuck out that much to me. I, I, like, I'd rather see Lysel over Steen for sure. Like, I, I, I could genuinely see a line next year, especially with how much Frederick has played on the right side. Mm-hmm. Lauko, Beecher, Frederick. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I, I would not mind that at all. I think especially if, if this season, um, if this team goes on a deep, deep run like we all expect them to, and you see the older guys kind of ride off into the sunset, next year should revolve around a lot of young talent being integrated into the lineup and, and just getting that time with the big guys. Absolutely. And I think one thing that we're seeing right now is a little bit of a glimpse into the future. Yes. Uh, what this team will look like once you have none of those bigger names. Uh, Mama and Papa Bear asking, did you catch Martian's take on the hot mics comment? I did. I did. <laughs> what did you think of that? They're invading I mean, our face. <laughs> I, I kind of understand where he, you're talking about when he, he said that he thinks that the uh, the mics have gone a little too far, right? That's That's yeah. kind of – okay. So I understand where he's coming from, and it makes sense because sometimes – I'm I'm sure of it. Sometimes the things that they say on the ice, if it got out into the public atmosphere, would not go over well. Especially in this in this era of you know, um, people getting offended easily. Um, I understand where he's coming from, but it's 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 pure entertainment for for the viewers. Um, I don't know. What do, what did you think? I see both sides of it. 
Yeah. Because as fans, like, yeah, we want that interaction. We want to know and we want to hear and stuff. But, like, I mentioned on, I think it was Friday when we had Mark on, we had Saxon Ishin on a couple of our shows before on, on our on our old network. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we were talking about some of the chirps and, and stuff like that. Some of the funnier ones, like the one he had mentioned, you know, nice shot doesn't come in men's, you know, things like yeah. that, you know. But there are <laughs> definitely other ones where you just sit there and you're like, uh, okay, uh, not for public ears, not for right. children's ears. I mean, right. you could catch on the hot mic, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these guys aren't exactly holding back the fuck yous. Right, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, and the stuff that's said on the ice, it's it's mainly to just get under the other person's skin. They don't necessarily mean everything that they say. It's it's we, supposed to be agitative. Right, right. And, and that's why and, you see a guy like Thomas Noshik sitting there going, yep, go ahead, keep doing it. Because he's saying, listen, I know it's all words. Fuck off. Go away. Keep talking. Look at the – he's literally saying look at the scoreboard. Yeah, he's literally talking, just gone. <laughs> look at the scoreboard. Look at where it matters. This doesn't matter to me. Go away. Yeah, yeah. That's him saying it right back to him. He's He's just not doing it in a verbal manner. So exactly, exactly. I, I see both sides of it. Um, I just wish I, I wish we could have that content and not have people have a stick so far up the their ass that right. it gets taken so far out of context. Like unless unless somebody says something derogatory. Like I think, um I think the comment that has caught the most attention, I can't remember if it was Kachuk. It was or, Kachuk. I think it was Kachuk refer yeah. to someone's wife as a whore or something like that where yes. it's like um unless we're getting into the whole eric carlson situation right like unless something like that is going on and more often than not that kind of thing is more known than than it should be anyway right and, and like even with the kachuk comments right uh you saw people on the internet kind of get upset over it. And, and I'm not going to get mad at those people for getting mad at it because I understand that's to some people it's insensitive, but, but your reaction is exactly what Kachuk wants to get out of the Bruins. So, exactly. so exactly. what he's doing, it's working against you. hundred like, percent here. Yeah. And obviously let me ask you this. What's Thomas Nostrick's wife's think about it. Probably doesn't even care. Exactly. Fuck right. you. We're going to beat you on the ice. Have fun playing golf this summer. Right. We're going to have the cup. Go away. Right. And if that's her answer, then everybody else shut the fuck up. Yes. Because it's it's not for you to get offended by. It's, yeah. it's for her to get offended by because it's directed towards her. Right. But, exactly. You know, I, I, but the part that I get is it's a hot mic and kids are watching. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to hear a kid. You don't want a kid to hear what Kachuk said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Daddy, what's a whore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know what's happening. Nick mentioned though that eighty percent of the the fans yesterday were Bruins fans. There are two Panthers behind him saying that apparently we're going to get crushed in the next round. All right, uh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see. DK scores goals. I know y'all have already touched on it already, but Linus Olmark has the largest sets of nuts in the league. True, so he does. And then it says his five hole is covered by his. <laughs> Yeah, how we doing, Mark? That's awesome. That's Mark, awesome. What's up, Mark? As well, 
Um, edited says check team plus a few North American players <laughs> next season. Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, basically. Uh, Abby jumping in. Hypothetical, if we play Tampa or the Leafs, what is one player if they lose is detrimental to their team? So you're uh, saying if one player on Tampa or Toronto, if they got hurt, is that what they're saying? If they got hurt, would it clarify have, that one for us, Abby, if you don't mind? Uh, I definitely want to come back games, to that one, though. What is the one player if they lose is detrimental to their team? I think she's saying, um, if, if, if if Tampa, if we play Tampa, who would be detrimental for us to lose? I think maybe it's either uh, us or them. I hope she's still watching and she can clarify because I, I definitely want to come back to this one. We got a lot I of other too. comments to get caught up on here too. So Jeremy says, yes, everything is next season when we're talking about the young guys. Yep. Mark's in the house for sure. Brandon Felino gives me a buddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead voice. <laughs> Chris said hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the wives probably get chirped more than the players themselves do, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. I smelled something and had to find out what's brewing over here. Nice. <laughs> Everything's brewing over here. Uh, yep, that's the comment I heard too, talking about the no six wife there. They need yeah. to go pay per view with full mics. That actually is not a bad idea. Yes, if you want it that bad and you don't care what's said, then you subscribe to it and and you get full access to it. Only tough part about that is, I'm sure people would screen record some things and then put it out on the internet anyways. So you're gonna hear it. Yes, but. Um, as a parent, that's up to you to pay attention to what your kid's doing online. True. There we go. That's Boom. where I would, that's where I would put it. If, and, and if you're going to subscribe to that pay-per-view, then you can't complain that it's being said period. Right. Yeah. Um, with his, with this kids is my opinion off limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the kids can't defend themselves. I, I think, um, going after the family in that sense. Yes. Um, yeah, just, just. Uh, there you go, Nick. You, as long as the chirps don't get literally extremely personal, you know what I mean. If it's not a yeah. like against right. Right. against people in your family, like other and than I, yourself, I think like sitting there going, "Oh, your wife's a whore." Okay, fine. Like, yeah, that 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 is it, it's approaching the line for sure. Yes, no yeah, doubt you're about. you're right at the line. <laughs> you're right at uh, the line. I, I think we all know where the line really truly is though. And that mm -hmm. is like this, like the things that can be controlled. Like for instance, I think we can all safely assume Thomas Noshik's wife, not a whore. Probably not. Probably not. And, and it's just a trash talk. And Nick right. says trash talk should stay on the ice. Networks need to do better about killing hot mics. Some of also that is sure. on network for sure. I like yeah. the pay-per-view option uh, that was mentioned above. Because then those who want the content can get it. Um, I wonder. I wonder how many people would subscribe to that though. I, I probably more than you think. Mm -hmm. Because I think some people would do it just so they could complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. If they get hurt. Um. Jeremy is saying Headman and Marner or O'Reilly. Headman's already hurt. That's the thing. I don't see Tampa getting past this first round. Um. Oh, okay. Well, for Tampa, Vasilevsky. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if Tampa is able to advance, it's because solely of Andre Vasilevsky and Braden Point. Yes. Oh. Yes. Braden Point, who almost missed today. Yeah. He, he was yeah. skating. So it sounds did like he did. Did you see that, though? 
No, I haven't. Oh um, my god, he got wrecked. It it sounds like he's in. So I yeah, Abby says either goaltender. The problem is, um okay, there we go. Gotta click the damn thing. Uh either goaltenders. The problem is is Tampa Toronto doesn't have one. Right. I would say maybe for Toronto, uh, maybe O'Reilly, just because he's that X factor for them. I feel like he's bringing that extra, extra experience and grit to that lineup that they've been missing and determination too. Like you could say Matthews, but like whatever. Marner, Is sure. Is it Morgan Riley they have on defense? Yes. And then nobody else. I was going to say, I'd go Morgan Riley because once you get rid of Morgan Riley on that defense, any semblance, like think about it. We roll McAvoy and Lindholm and Orlov out there the whole fucking game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They can only put uh, Morgan Riley on the ice for like 25, 28 minutes. Otherwise they're poor. So, I I would say that DK uh, mentions I'd like to see the hot mic stuff safe for behind the B series with approval from players after they review and okay if it actually gets put in. That'd be fine. Yeah, that works. Um, there'd probably be a lot more beeps on behind the B, but <laughs> hey, you know, edited version of that too. So behind behind the beep. <laughs> yeah, right. Behind the beep. <laughs> That's a new thing for them. Uh, theme song for game four, insane in the membrane. <laughs> uh, could you imagine Tyler saying in comments towards diddling the players wives? <laughs> Again, we're oh. now approaching Eric Carlson territory. So, you know, but, but if you have a good team, then you don't have to worry about what your team is saying on the bench. Are you really that concerned? Like, think about it. That's what's being thrown at Noshik and all he's doing. He hasn't, he didn't say a, a fucking word. He just sat there and he went, go ahead, keep talking. It's only words. Shut up. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Like, he he didn't have to say anything. The good team is going to look at you and go, scoreboard, my guy. Yeah. Scoreboard. That's all that matters. Um, Hedman is playing apparently tonight and looks pretty good, according to Jeremy. Um, I, I, I didn't know if he was coming back tonight or not. But, yeah, um, is Cernak in? Because if you, you can have – one of those guys and still not not win the series. I, again, I, I could see them winning one more game. I just don't see them going seven and winning. Um, is tonight's game in Tampa or Toronto? It uh, is. It's in Tampa. Okay. In. Yeah, yeah, in in Tampa. Ooh, Devils with a lead too in the first period. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm Nubs. guessing it probably went back to Schmidt. Yeah, I, I um, Devils tying this one up at two, the series with Schmidt and that. I think that's that that move right there is going to make this more of a series than people give them credit for. Yeah, like, we're picking a lot of people were picking that series in seven, and now you're seeing why. Yep. <clears throat> the thing with Vanacek is he would let in a soft goal. And then it would compound from there. Vanekrek's good, but he's not all that great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mark said, by the way, Captain Day Off, thanks for busting out an article today. Awesome. Let's see. Did we have Orlov for any games against the Leafs? Ooh. Ooh, did we? 
I'd have to go back. I think we had them maybe for one. Double I'm gonna, check. Oh, yeah, I'm going to check really Morgan, quick. Morgan Riley is bad. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. That's the thing. If, and that's the thing is that he's their top defenseman. So Morgan Riley, as bad as he is, is their number one defenseman, and he goes down. What else do they have? Right. They got nothing. <laughs> Beth says, I would like to see Bergie in game five just to finish the Panthers off, which – Again, I understand the mentality. Go out there, grab a couple goals quick. And if he's healthy enough, go ahead. But I would say no. Hold him back. Let him let him rest. Um, Orlov has played against the uh, the Leafs. It was it was yep. uh, one game. He had an assist. Uh, he was plus one. Three shots on goal. Two hits. Uh, he played about fourteen minutes. Abby uh, said that the one that game that went to OT. Yep. I think he assisted on the overtime winner, actually, if I'm not. Yeah, he, he did. Oh, he did. Yep. Okay. That's, that that sounds right. Yeah. So, um, just real quick, uh, we were talking about the Devils. Akira Schmid has a .84 goals against average in his one game. So far. So far. So far. <laughs> uh, Omar has a 2.55. To, to put it in perspective, as great as Allmark is playing, and I get it, Schmidt has only played one game, mm-hmm. but 972 save percentage, like, he played a hell of a game. Yeah. A hell of a game. So, I here's the question. Let's see. Oop. Abby's got a good question. We'll start with hers. Does Forbort work best with Orloff? Uh... Uh, maybe. I mean, what was it? Grizz and McAvoy yesterday? It was Grizz Mac, uh, Lindholm Carlo, uh, and then four board on the left or love on the right. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the way those deep pairings shake up, uh, how can you not like that? I don't think it's a matter of Orloff works better with four board than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think Orloff works better when he has third deep pairing matchups. True. He's able to drive. He's he's a defensive driver. Like mm-hmm. McAvoy drives the pair that he's on. As great as Grizzly is. And um comment here from Mama and Papa Bear, defensive plus offensive pair. Sort of. It's just, it's the same kind of thing that you see with or uh Lindholm and Carlo. Orloff, McAvoy, and Lindholm, they are they're defensemen, obviously, and they play defense very, very well. But they also look to move the puck the other direction as part of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost a mindset of the best defense is a solid offense. So get the puck and move it up and get it in their zone quickly. What's the best track to do that? Whereas a guy like Forbort, Carlo, you know, those guys, they sit there and they go, how can I prevent the puck from going in my net? Not how much can I advance it, but how much can I stop it? Not that that's a bad thing, but the guy who drives the pair is the one who wants to advance the puck. And and the difference with Grizz and uh, and McAvoy is McAvoy is the driver, but he knows that Grizz is the better puck handler, so he'll defer the drive to Grizzly. Yeah. And and that's and, and they've done it for years, so they just have a chemistry of doing it that works. Yeah. Not that they can't do it with other people, but the matchups. It's like, and and they both understand each other so well. 
Um, exactly. They know what each other are going to do. That's why they're when they play together. That's why they're one of the better deep pairings, not only on this team but statistically in the league. Exactly correct in the entire league. Right, one of the best pairings, and and that's why I, I know people don't want to keep Grizz around, but I would. Yeah, I would too. Because you can play him with McAvoy, you can play him with Carlo, you can play him on the third pair. He can slide up and down. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't overpay him. Don't get me wrong, but I think right. he's got one year left on the deal. I, I'm good with it for now until he proves otherwise. Leave it alone. Yeah. Um, Beth with mentioned Paul has stepped up in the playoffs. Seems to get better each game. His goal yesterday was disgusting. Seven points for Taylor yeah. Hall. Only Rupe hints Mitch Marner and Leon Dreisaitl have more. Woo-hoo. Now we've talked a little bit about some of the other series. Uh, New Jersey, the Rangers. Uh, oh, we mentioned we touched on Carolina. Right now, based off of the, f- the first round, so I know it's a very limited sample. Yeah. Right now, who's your consummate favorite for the Bruins in general? Just like, in we'll general. Go for the Bruins, and then we'll go in general because it could be the same. Ooh. Uh I would have to think about this. Um, spot for it. I know. I mean, Taylor Hall having seven points. If he can keep up this production, he's making a pretty strong case for himself. Um, Allmark hasn't played strong enough to put himself into consideration for the Conn Smythe. On the even team, just on, even just on the Bruins by himself. Right. You, you, you wouldn't say that? Mm. Four games, two, five, five goals against, nine, two, six save percentage, 236 minutes, 135 say- saves, 10 goals against. No, I would I would still say Taylor Hall. I'm just throwing the statistics out there. Yeah, I would still I would still roll with Taylor Hall right now. Right now, probably Taylor Hall. Okay. For the league. <clears throat> God, for the league, I don't know. Jer- Jeremy's saying Leon and Allmark. Leon has yeah. been playing unbelievable for Edmonton. Dry cycle nine points right now. Yeah. Twenty-three uh average twenty-three minutes and a half per game. He's shooting almost 30%. Like, dry sidles having a hell of a postseason. How so many of though. how many of those points are on the power play, though? Um, I'm willing to bet four or five. I was going to say, yeah, they, they definitely have a lot. Yeah. Which is it's not taking anything away, but. <laughs> I think this is coming from your boy. Oh, this is Nick. <laughs> Uh, but bless your heart, Chris, for trying to do a podcast with Sully when you're not on starting slamming on Wednesday. All Mark looks like he could be a little bit banged up. Um, <laughs> so you, you actually you tune in a little late, so join the party. Uh, <laughs> Come on, on the show sometime. We'll get something. What's brewing is something is brewing. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get that one going. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's banged up. There's no need to play him, especially against yeah. the team that's going to target him this, this upcoming game here. Um, but if, if he wants to go, I wouldn't leave him out either. I still say just go swim and just so he, he gets a little game action. You you created enough space in the series to kind of allow that. Yeah, Abby points out if the power play keeps rolling in the playoffs, it will be huge for our run. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Omar stole game one and stole the first period in game four. He absolutely stole that first period. Yeah. I will, I will hundred percent agree with that. 
Omar definitely played a huge role in game one. Wait, when he made that head save, was that was the game still zero zero at that point? Yes. I think it was so. all right. Yeah, that's a huge it save. Fuck. It was either one no or two. One one oh or or tied. Zero yeah. zero. Because uh, I know it was early in the game. Nick, thanks for finally sharing our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think they're referring to the Omar looking banged up comment there. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I would mo- most of Drysaddle's points are from the power play. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised, but he's having a hell of a postseason. You can't take that away, whether they're coming on the power play or not. I love how he spelled Drysaddle. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, you know, autocorrect is still a thing. So yeah, you know, no. Not, not even roasting. Not even roasting. It's just funny because we both knew who he was still talking about. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I would. I'm going to throw another name in there for you. When it comes to at least on the Bruins roster for mm-hmm. a my conversation, Tyler Bertuzzi. Yes. Yes. Like I get it. He's only he's one point behind Taylor Hall. Don't get me wrong, but he averages almost he actually exactly three minutes more, and. He's got a game-winning goal. He's got more shots. Um, it, he's he's just been more involved, I think. And not that Taylor Hall hasn't been involved, but Bertuzzi is in the physical shit, too. Yeah. Taylor Hall is scoring, and he's doing a great job with it, but Bertuzzi's doing a lot more when it comes to the back check, the forecheck, the physical, the fighting. He's got 26 penalty minutes. Like, that's yeah. the other thing is he's, he's playing more. He's in the box a lot more. Taylor Hall hasn't taken a single penalty, and yet he's still on par, I would say, with Taylor Hall when it comes to point production. So at least he's in the conversation. That, that's that's all I'm trying to get at. So so Leon Dreisaitl has four points on the power play. Taylor Hall has one point on the power play of his seven. Wait, what was that? Leon Dreisaitl has seven points? No, no, four. Four, four. four. Four on yep. the power play. Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall has one. Oh, uh, and that move that last yesterday was amazing. To, oh. to I, he pants Bobrovsky. It was so one. good. It was so good. <coughs> he just Abby, looks. He looks so comfortable. Abby says you can't give the Oilers a power play. They can't score five on five often. That's true. 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 Um, and then also add Bertuzzi doesn't seem like this is his first playoff appearance. Nope. It, it really doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Nick jumping in. Sorry, boys. I was eating dinner when you started the show. <laughs> uh, what financial hurdle? This is this is a great question, and, and it's already getting bumped once, so let's leave this one up here. What financial hurdles will the Bruins have to jump through in order to extend both Bertuzzi and Orlaw? You're going to have to move somebody. I mean, I don't think you move Hall. I don't think... Uh, if you can get if you can get Mike Riley off the books, if you can get, um, uh, I mean Derek Forbert maybe. So I don't, I don't know, man. There's so many guys that you can move, but but it's I'm hesitant. So right now, the, the, first of all, there's there's a couple ways, a couple angles you have to look at it at. Mm-hmm. Bertuzzi's 28 years old. He makes 2.375 right now. All right. Uh, Dmitry Orlov is 31 and he makes 1.275. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, let's see real quick. Jeremy, but we'll come, we'll come right back to this. He says, how much does that factor in for you? Power play points versus five on five for Con Smythe. Mm, I would say, they if all they, count the same. That's my argument. Right, they all count the right. same. That's the thing. They do. Uh, DK asks a good question. Do you cash in on Zaka? No. Uh, Bertuzzi and Orlov cost 12 mil minimum. We'll come back to that. Mark mentioning a huge point here right now. You have a $4.3 million penalty going into next season. Yeah. All right. Which means your salary cap. All right. Let, let's just project that it goes up the one mil, 83.5. You are not working with 83.5. You are working with 4.3 million less than that. So you do not have as much room as you think you do. Right. All right? Let's immediately put that out there. Right now, you're about, you're supposed to have about 10.5. That's more like 6.2 right now. Yep. All right. And um, no to Zaka. We're going to need him. So yes. I, I, I'm, I'm in that camp. You keep Zaka. You, you keep Zaka. Um, at 31 years of age, I let Orlov walk. Yeah. I, I You give him the Curtis Lazar treatment. Thank you so much. You have a nice day. We were saying the same thing about Hala. What What do you mean? We were saying the same thing about Eric Hala. As far as I think, I think he means cashing cashing in on him. Which Here's which with Hala, yes. Here's the difference. About seven years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven years of age. And, and have Zaka locked up long term for four years. And, and you're gonna have a dire need for, for center help in the in the coming years. And he fills that role. Or helps I fill don't that want role. it either, but his value has to skyrocketed Zaka. That's why you keep him. Right. His uh, his okay, I mean five years. Okay, so I said seven, five years. All right, but Hall has also bounced around a hell of a lot more. He did the Vegas thing. He's done the Florida thing. He's done the U thing. Like also, also yes, Zaka's um, uh, his value is skyrocketing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is the highest point that he'll ever be at. Maybe he's a, I mean, he's a young player. He might finally be catching his stride as a professional hockey player here with the Bruins. Keep him in the system and let him grow even higher. Right now, it's looking like your number one line next year could be Zaka between Berger, uh, between Marshan and Pasternak. I'm okay with that. I'll take that. Yes, I would, take, I would. I would rather it be Bertuzzi, Zaka, and Pasta, and I want to find a way to keep Bertuzzi. Now, yes. that's the thing is, is he's at two point three seven five right now. He's twenty eight years old. What do you think he's going to want in the next next contract? This is a guy mm. who's going to be a Red Wing for life. I mean, the way he's been playing here, maybe somewhere between three and a half and four and a half. I think he's going to cost you a little bit more than that because of the really? way he's playing. Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, 100%. Guy's 28 years old. That's true. He's 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 kind of reaching his peak. Not and his it, peak. He's it, reaching it, his, like, like his... Um, um, yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's, he's, he's hitting his prime, as they would say. Prime, thank you. That's what I was looking for. And he's 28, which means at a seven-year contract, he'll be 35 when it ends. So what, what do you think? Like five to five and a half? I think you'll be able to get him because let's look at Sweeney's history too. Yep. This is a player who does not want to bounce around. Right. So right. you come at him with seven years, he's already listening. 
I think you can I think you can get him around the five five two five mark because he also is getting a taste for the first time ever of the playoffs and he loves it. Also, he's getting a taste for what the hockey culture in Boston is like compared to other and markets. He loves it. Yes. If you can lock him up for five five for seven years, you do that. You figure the rest out. And, and Mark pointing it out right here. A current roster player or two will be on the move for cap relief. 100%. It's oh, a matter yeah. of figuring out which ones. But you also got to remember that right now, the ones that you can move are on the blue line. Now, let me ask you this question. And I know he has a no movement clause, but would you be shocked if the Bruins somehow found a way to, to move Taylor Hall? I'd be shocked if he waived the no movement clause. Right. Because Taylor Hall wants to be a Boston Bruin. Right, right. But you look at his contract, he's making what six mil? I would think I would think they would try. And you cause because automatically right there, you replace him with Bertuzzi. And I'm not saying I want this to happen, but in this hypothetical of us in the Bruins re-signing Bertuzzi, you gotta make some really tough decisions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously you've got You've got pasta locked up. He's not going anywhere. Yep. I do sit here and I go, well, given his age, it's going to be blasphemous. But to your point, it's a tough decision to make. Yep. He's going to have a 15-team no-trade list. Mm-hmm. He's got two years left at 6-1. If you don't have Patrice Bergeron, why not look to deal off Brad Marchand? Mm, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> but here's yeah. Marshan is 34 and uh Tyler Bertuzzi is 28. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, hey, yeah. I, like you said, tough tough decisions. Yeah. All right, but he's also an old 34. Right. Now, if Bergeron goes, does he even want to stay? Maybe. Maybe. I just bought a Marshy jersey. Hey, listen, I'm not saying I like the idea of it. Right. But if we're playing if we're playing hypothetical GM and you're looking at it without any bias. Would you rather let me ask you this over the next two seasons, after double hip surgery, would you mm-hmm. rather pay a 34, 35, 36 year old Brad Marchand six million dollars or a 28, 29, 30 year old Tyler Bertuzzi six million dollars? Yeah, with no bias and taking my goggles off, it's it's Bertuzzi. Also, but see that uh, and that's the key is is taking the goggles off, right. dealing all before Martian. The problem is, is the no movement clauses. All right, you have right. to make sure that you are honoring those no movement clauses. Martians is easier to work around because there's more teams that are on it. Taylor Hall wants to be a Bruin. He's much less likely to to waive it. If Mar- if Bergeron doesn't come back, what's keeping Brad Marchand here other than wanting to be here? And that's not a problem. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying you go shop the guy around. But you, you have to make these tough decisions if you want to be competitive over the long term. Right. If you if you want to set this team up for success, you have to look at unfortunately, you have to look at these players as assets and and it's a business decision. If you want to set this team up for success in the future, Brown Marshall is a guy who still has value. Um 
he, he can bring back a big package that can help you out. 100%. And it would, it would be the, I would hate it. I would hate it. I would understand it, but it would be such a hard pill to swallow because he is given everything in his career to this team literally oh, since, absolutely. since absolutely. day one. Yeah. Um, what if he gets a bridge contract? I think he's referring to Bertuzzi or she's referring to Bertuzzi. I'm not sure. I, I think he's, I think he's too old for that. I think he's looking to settle now. 28. You said, yeah, that's probably my disconnect with Zaka, but great points. Let's see if we're going to go down this road. I'd move hall to keep Bertuzzi, give him the same deal. He's younger, but I love hall. Mm-hmm. Um, could we even afford the long-term contract for Bertuzzi? That depends on what it's going to look like. Abby here, odd comment. Who is more dirty in general, Pat Maroon or Michael Bunting? Bunting. Bunting. Yeah, Pat Maroon is just, Maroon is just a tough motherfucker. Yeah, he's just like that gritty guy who who you would love to have him on your team. He's not, he's not necessarily dirty. He's just he's annoying is really what it is. He will hurt you by accident because he hits you clean right. so hard. Michael Bunting is just a scumbag. He's a whiny little scumbag. Mark right here, Carlo has no trade protection. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, let's see. Carlo's having a solid year. Value could be high. I know he's loved in the room and around the league. Let's not forget, Brandon Carlo is the team's player rep. You also have um, Mason Lorai is a right-handed shot, right? Right-handed D? Um, I believe so. So okay. that that is definitely something to look at because you got Mason Lorai, uh, guys like Ryan Master still in the system. Mike um, Riley, <laughs> yeah, Mike Riley. No left side, please. Let's. <laughs> Fox, thank you very much. Yeah. Later. Um, I feel like the room would kill over if we traded Brad away. Here's That's the other thing too. Why? He's a huge culture guy. Everybody on the team is though. Right, but he's he's like a foundational piece of that. Right, but if you don't have Krejci, you don't have Mar- uh, Bergeron, like you don't have Felino. Like the reason why these guys are who they are and why Brad is so important the way he is is because of those other three guys. Mm. And if you don't have those other three guys, you are literally turning the page from one core to another. You are the whole purpose it's, is that you're trying to get completely younger, and it's a change of the guard because you just, the the younger guys on the team who've experienced the culture that those guys have brought, guys like McAvoy, guys well, like De- shot. So oh, keep that in mind. Guys like DeBrusque, um, Charlie Coyle, Matt Grizzly, they've all adopted that same culture. So it wouldn't necessarily go away. It would just kind of be like the next. Um, it's like as if as as if like you're at a family party and one of your cousins moves away for he goes to a different state. Like he, you're missing that piece, but the whole culture is still there. I don't know if that analogy really made sense, but no, I, I get what you're saying. You're catching my drift. Yeah, who have the uh, Bruins deployed the last couple of playoffs to stop Ovi, Barzal, Aho, Carlo? He neutralized those guys until he got hurt, but Gruden seems to be helping him stay healthy. Um. The, the back end is really where you're going to look to make some moves. I, I do see yeah. Forbort being dealt off yep. as another one. Um, you know, Forbort right there is worth three. Carlo is worth four. So that frees up seven right there. Which, which like we said, but then you got to take away 4.3 from that. Yeah. No, it, it, that's the thing, though, is it adds to what you have. And 
Forbort's on the left side. You got Mason Lorai. So, like, now your left side is looking, you know, Grizzlick, Lindholm, um, Zboril, Lorai. You know, Lorai, Zboril, whatever. Like, that's how your left side looks. Zboril has shown you he can play both sides. Mm -hmm. So, I do think he is your seventh guy next year. And he's signed at 1.1. You try and have him increase his value and possibly move move him down the road if you can. Um, you know, it, it's – let's see. There is a hard move coming. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That, that's why I mentioned Brad Marchand. It, it is a tough call to make. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the, hey, the Bruins traded off Lucic. I don't know if a lot of people saw that coming either. They traded Luch. They traded. I mean, do we need to? They traded Tyler Sagan. They tried. Yeah, they traded Tyler Sagan. All right. They, yeah, Sagan. yeah. I get it. They had other reasons, but they traded Tyler Sagan. Yeah. The guy was the number two pick, and they dealt him away. And we ended up with the number one pick. Flash. <laughs> uh, question: If players are hearing about possible trades, won't that affect their play? This is us. I, I mean, if a player hears about us talking about a possible trade, I will take it. <laughs> yeah. If 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 Marshawn hears this and he gets offended, uh, one, I'm sorry, Marshawn. Two, don't listen to me. I'm a clown. And three, we have no basis. We're just playing fake We're playing GM. Fantasy GM right now in the middle yeah. of the first fucking round. Up three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. First of all, thanks for listening, Brad. If you are. <laughs> Second of all, um, if our show is getting that high up, we're doing something right. And third of all, if you are listening, send us over some Martian Milko uh, gear. Oh, yeah, we'll change that tune right away. Yeah, yeah. Give you a lifetime contract. Uh, with the cap going up mostly in the next two years for a bridge contract does make sense. Um. He just he's he's already twenty eight. He's not gonna want yeah. it. That's the thing. Like a like a bridge deal makes sense for Debrus because he's he I mean he's what twenty four right now, so it'll be twenty six or twenty seven when that deal ends, and then boom, cash in. So Jeremy says you've already seen it in the first round. Brad has stepped up and been a leader, completely stayed out of the bullshit. You keep him. Um for this year. Has, hold on. Who hasn't stayed out of the bullshit? Everybody. Who hasn't? Coil, Bertuzzi, like, yeah, you, you've got a couple of match match penalties and stuff, but if you've actually watched some of these other games around the league, this is what the officials are doing. If it's the last five minutes of a game and they think it's going to get out of control, they're just hitting you with the misconduct and saying, go to the dressing room. They right. are hitting them out like fucking candy on Halloween in those last three minutes of a game if it gets physical. So I'm not even worried about the misconduct. Yeah, no, I'm not. How how many more years could Marshan play at 34? Well, how many more valuable years? Maybe that's the question. And don't forget, he's coming off the double hip surgery. Which is, you know what? Okay, now I have this question for you. Who has more value if you're if you are shopping them? And this is all hypothetical. If you're shopping them, who has more value to another team? Hall or Marshawn? Marshan. Really? Even it's after coming off surgery? If he's got two cups under his belt, yeah, because Taylor Hall won't want to be there. Brad Marshall may not want to be there either, but he's more likely at his age to accept the business side of the trade, especially after 
his best friend retires. Well, this is sure. all under the assumption that Bergeron retires. Right. Because if Bergeron comes back, no, you're not dealing off Brad Marchand. Let me put that out there right away. Yeah. Uh, DK scores goals, mentions, oh, my God, I forgot they traded Luch, but I will never forget the Sagan. And also Dougie Hamilton. That's another good one that you got to remember. Yeah. Dougie Hamilton, they dealt off Dennis Seidenberg. They, de- they dealt off Johnny Boychuk. Remember yeah, the Boychuk not- trade? Yeah, they're not afraid to make moves. I will never forget. I will never forget where I was during that Sagan trade ever. <laughs> never for the rest of my life. Yeah. Bruins were deciding between Martian and Luch before they sat Brad down and told him to cut the shit. They traded Luch, and Brad said that helped to get his head straight and catapult his career. That's true. Yeah, we'll also look at the way they play, too. Right. Luch is he's not the 30-goal scorer that we want to think he is. He's not. Right. Martian has a much better skill game. And thank God they made that decision. Thank God they chose Martian over Luch. I don't think it was ever a decision for them. I think what they said to him was, we're trading him. We're picking you over him. Get your shit together. Mm. That's probably how that conversation went. Don't make this bite us in the ass. Uh, I cried actual tears hearing Sagan got traded. Yeah. I was Uh, in the Cape. I was in Cape Cod when they did that. (laughs) This year, the playing time for top lines were close to third line. Correct. Marshan back to third line would make sense. Again, I don't. I think we as fans look at it in terms of um, first, second, third, and fourth line. I think the team looks at it as far as it's the it's the Bergeron line, the Krejci line, the Coyle line, the Felino line. Like whoever the leader of the line is, the driver of the line, it's their line. Yeah, yeah. you know, or it's the and, Zach- and they line. and they all have different roles. It's it's almost like you can't really say we have a first line, second line, third line. It's it's more role role type lines. This from a guy who loved Hanu Toivonen. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, oh, Mel got called out. <laughs> Mark, I love Hanu Toivonen. <laughs> I, I, I love them for the name. Nothing else. Like, yeah. I wanted him to be good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Jeremy says, I'm very upset with the officials kicking people out like that. Kick Bertuzzi and Montour out of game in three with seven minutes left in a three-goal game. Seven minutes is enough time to come back. Was bullshit. Is a little weird in playoff time. That's all, that it, is a lot of time left. The the thing with it is they're doing it across the board though, so yeah. they're doing like, it across all the series. I, I'm not saying I like it. What yeah. I'm saying is, is I like the consistency of it. The right. one thing we constantly bitch about when it comes to officiating is what is goaltender interference? What is a goal? What is this? What is that? Because there's no consistency. Like right. it or not, they're being consistent with this. Period. That's all you I, can ask for. I I think I, the officiating in the first round of the playoffs so far has been so they're 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 squeezing their whistles too. Like I, I don't know, they're they're making too many calls. Christopher Briggs, the Ghost Rider, says, "Sup guys, let's go." Let's go. No trade ever made me as emotional than when the Bruins shipped Craig Rafter Smith out of Boston. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's true. Mel, Mel, shut up. <laughs> Consistency is all I ask. Set the precedent and follow it. That, that That's yeah. what I'm saying. You can't be upset by it. Jeremy, whether you think it's lazy or not, it's consistent. That is the only thing you can look for is consistency. Because officiating is going to be wrong at times. It's going to be right at times. If you're going to call a ticky-tack trip, call it the same in the first period as you would in overtime. Yeah, but see, 
like if it's ticky tack, it's ticky tack. It is. But, what see, it is. but see, it's the playoffs. They like only I, in my opinion, and you're right. The consistency aspect of it is is the only thing that really matters. But it's the playoffs. Like put your whistles away. If if something's obvious, make that call. But oh, but sure. like I keep them away. A little bit of a different animal, and they should have a little bit more leniency. And, right. and we've seen it when um there there was the the high stick. We we mentioned it in the Carolina New York game. The yeah. guy swallowed his whistle. It was the right call. Technically, by the book, I guess you could sit there and say, yeah, it's a high stick. It got him up by the face. But you know what? The player's not even looking at his stick. He's trying to skate away. And um, it was Martin Hook. Martin Hook skating away from the play, holding his stick. If anything, if he were bringing it over his head, which he wasn't, but if he were bringing it over his head, it was so he could skate the other direction. Yeah. Instead, I think it was uh, Mayfield. Does one of the little does a, like a little stick tap underneath it and yeah, raises think, it up and it catches him in his own face. Yes, yep. Karma's a bitch, ain't it? <laughs> That's what I gotta say. I do think the whistles need to be a little looser on the stick stuff. I agree. Again, as long as it's consistent. That's the thing. If the players and coaches know where the line is and they cross it, then you know it's a penalty. It's frustrating when that line moves. Perfectly so, said. But here's the thing, all right? This this is where I'm going to call you out, DK, right? If the players and coaches know where the line is and they cross it, then you know it's a penalty. It's frustrating when the line moves. Then right here you say, I think the whistles need to be looser on the stick stuff. You're asking them to move the line right now. Mm-hmm. You can't complain that the line is set and then ask them to move the line. The, the official's job is to set the line. And as long as they stay consistent with it, that is all you can ask for. Because then you know, to your point up here, then you know where it is. You know what's acceptable. Don't do what's not acceptable. Then it's on you at that point. Right. I get it. You're asking them to set the precedent looser. But the whole premise of the looser precedent is you want it to be different in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So it's a different precedent in the regular season than it is in the playoffs. That's inconsistent, which is what you're trying to say is. Mm, I think I think he's saying. Uh, I'm so, okay. I I think regular season and playoffs is different. Regular season, you can have that. You can have that that, that line, but but when playoffs come around, I think the whistle needs to go in the pocket unless it's an egregious penalty. Let let the teams play out the game. Um, they already have four officials on the ice. Are you advocating for a fifth and sixth official? Like, I, I'm I'm not sure exactly what the point of this is. The the officials can move. <laughs> I, I, I'm they just I'm move. just I'm just imagining a ref like in the middle of the slot, just getting peppered with shots the entire time. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know. I, I, there's no there's no perfect answer because officials are going to yeah, still get yeah. things wrong no matter what you add. So all right. you can do. You can be consistently wrong. Just be consistent. Yes, yes, 100%. Because you know what? That ticky-tack call, the slash in on the hands, if you know it's going to get called, don't fucking do it. Yeah. I just hate seeing games decided through power plays and, and stuff like that. Like it's These games are way too important to be decided by special teams. DK, Mike's got it. The line drops back in the playoffs and sets a new precedent. But yes. you said it right here, two different versions of hockey. 
right. So set set that line for regular season, set a different line for playoffs, and follow so, it. So two different rule books. Yes. Literally two different rule books. You not two different rule books, well, but you but, but, no, because but regular argue it to the ridiculous. It's it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Having two different sets of rules. Yes. See, I I I disagree to the point because I think playoffs. Playoffs are so different because every single thing matters. So, like I'm saying, the the line should be set for playoffs where the whistles are away, unless it's unless it's an obvious trip, it's it's a cheap shot, it's a hit to the head, it's it's any egregious penalty like that. But playoffs come around, set the line, be consistent with the line, but don't call these ticky tacky little trips yeah. or like things like that. Yes, and, and and don't get me wrong. I'm agreeing with you. All right, right, right. As right, long right. as you can agree with this, it's ridiculous. You as yes, long right. as you can agree to that, right. then we're on the same page. Yes. The point being, though, is is the consistency is all you can ask for out of officials. True. They've then they've consistently been calling ticky tack stuff. So and they are consistent. They exactly. are consistent. <laughs> Uh, remember, a lot of young guys refing these days are figuring it out. All right. Um, okay, Krejci and Bergeron should get one more game off. Yes. Agree. Rules in the regular season is the issue. Ah, that's I a agree. different argument, and I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so, um, oh, boy. We, we got off on a tangent on the officials, and I don't even know yeah, why. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I'm still looking at all the all the contracts and everything, and I'm like, what the fuck were we talking about before the officials ran? <laughs> and I'm like, I know we were talking about trading Brad Marchand and all this stuff. So uh, Mark says, first Saturday in the next round, we need to get together somewhere. Need to hang out with my favorite Bruins peeps. Hey, either at Funky Murphy's or, or in my barn. We have the projector set up. I'm sure you saw it last night. <laughs> great time. Uh, are you volunteering the barn already? <laughs> I, might, I might, I might be. <laughs> there you go, Mark. You heard it, and and it'll be recorded, and it'll be yeah, out yeah. there. So yeah. we we've we've got a we've got a spot. Uh, so going into game three, game five. Sorry, we're up three one. Going into yeah. game five. Let's see. Jason jumps in. Hey boys, how do you feel about Krejci getting additional testing? Don't feel great about him coming back. Mark, can I smoke there? Oh my god, you should have seen it last night. I could barely see the screen. So that's so a yes. yes. That's a yes. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Krejci getting additional testing? Here's my thought on Krejci coming back. Let him rest. Let him rest. I agree. Let him let him get to be as close to when when he comes to you and says I can go, then put him back in. I think you need both of them for round two. You need them in the lineup against Tampa or Toronto. You need them in there. At least one of them. And I would prefer it to be Bergeron. Based on how the lineup's been playing, I don't think you need him against Toronto. What about Tampa? If you're facing Tampa, I really don't think you will be. But if you're facing Tampa, having Bergeron would be more important. Agreed. Okay, I can agree with that. I also think it's going to be Toronto. So, But here's the thing, though. The reason why I say that is because playing against Tampa Bay, having Bergeron in there allows you to have Bergeron, Marsh, and DeBrusque 
Zaka Bertuzzi pasta as your top mm-hmm. six, mm-hmm. even without Krejci. Yep. And then what you're seeing from your bottom six, Hall, you can go back to Hall, Coyle, Frederick, and you can have, honestly, against Tampa, I would probably look to go Lauko, Noshik, Hathaway. Because I don't yeah. think those games can keep up with the talent level um, that Tampa has. I think Lauko, oh my God, that guy's skating. Holy speed. He's so good. He he is the perfect third to fourth line winger. Perfect. Right oh, now, yeah. where his game is at and his energy level and what he brings every single night on a consistent basis. He I think he needs to be in this lineup for the rest of the playoffs. I don't I don't care. Like I, I think he needs to be in that spot. Uh DK. Hey, we're agreeing. Rest him. <laughs> <laughs> BYOB for the barn. Good to know. Yep. Uh, we almost got a Billy Smith goal. Let's fucking go. I think we're doing the barn thing, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> Just be careful, guys. When smoking in the barn, you will have a barn burner. Mm, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, oh, God. <laughs> I need to get more chairs. <laughs> uh, does the post office pay well enough for chairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the amount of overtime I get, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so I we've we've been going for about an hour and twenty. Uh unless Jesus. other people got a bunch more comments there, questions they want to throw at us. I'm all for it. Um game five. Hold on, mama. I made the comment that keep keeping Bergie and Krejci out as long as we need to this round was met with ridicule that I shouldn't count my chickens, etc. Um I'm I, I don't know who was ridiculing you for it. Um, the only reason why I could see why it would be met with ridicule and no accusation here on, on my part, if the reasoning is simply you don't need them, that's a very weak argument. And, and I'm not saying that was your argument. Don't get me wrong. But I, I have seen people make that argument of, look what you've done without them. You don't need them. No, no, no. The argument is, let them get to be 100%. You need them next round. Mm-hmm. You've been okay without them. And it's the same thing when it comes to Allmark. You need him more next round. Especially if you're playing against Toronto. So, Toronto. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know why you'd be catching shit for that one. Um, definitely with you on that one. So I know someone mentioned that Tampa was up in the seer in the in the game tonight, up to oh, are they like end of the first? So the reason why I'm not as worried about it right now is did anybody see the Edmonton game last night? Yes, it, that, that game was three zero in the first. Yeah, that game was crazy. They tied it up. It's still the first period. If they're up two zero with two minutes left, then I'll I'll worry about it. But even still. Uh, Jason, they need to finish the Panthers off Wednesday. Need to maximize rest. Pray Toronto goes seven. Again, I've got it going six for Toronto. Um, I, I I just don't think Tampa has it enough. Um, I, I don't know, though. It, it's going to be close. 
it is. It is. Beat the shit out of each other doing it. That's the best part. And and here's here's the thing too with with Toronto, if it goes, uh, let's see, they got one, two, three. So this is what game fours tonight. So let's say they drop it and it's even. Next game is their last game without Bunting. Bunting comes back after his suspension. Yep. And what I can see happening at that point is Tampa's going to headhunt Bunting and they're going to bite themselves in the foot. And Toronto will capitalize on the power play. Tampa dominated the first. Okay. So did LA yesterday. (laughs) Like, we were dominated yesterday in the first two. Like, it, it happens. I, there's still 40 more minutes. I'm not. I'm not saying they won't win tonight, but there's still a lot of series left. Yeah. Uh, that is always questionable. Thing finishing up early while other series go longer. Absolutely. Uh, Beth, round two. You need to. Your you need your top centers. 100%. I I agree. Hundred percent. So here's the question: Who would you rather face, Tampa or Toronto? Toronto. Well, I have many reasons why it's Toronto. Oh, same. And they're probably all the same. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, number one, you don't have to face an elite goalie in Andre Vasilevsky who's been there and done that many times in his career. That's one reason. Two, um, you're you're with Toronto, you're not pl- you're not facing vets like Stamkos. I would consider Kucherov a vet, Hedman. Uh, sir no, Mac, he's back. Ari and Ryan O'Reilly, right? And, and Austin Matthews, who hasn't had the best season yes. that he's had, and also the probably the biggest part we've owned Toronto for the past decade. The drama of the series would be insane. Toronto finally gets past the first round, and who do they have to play? Their old demon, the Boston Bruins, who just had the best regular season in NHL history, like. Like just the drama aspect of it, I love. And I know the funny thing is, is the game Mark was at. I think it was game two. Someone, someone was blaming the crowd for poor chanting. If we face yeah. Toronto, can we can we do just one thanks for Tuca chant? Yeah, we should. Oh just my god! Like, like that would just be hilarious, just to see how the the fan base reacts to that one. Um, Jason says they're two time champs. They're not going to get rattled and go head hunting. They know how to win. Yes, but they're also exhausted. Yeah, they are also exhausted, and it it at the end of the day, exhaustion is a thing. Also, same same thing. I mean, Michael Bunting against us, you know, he would lose his cool at so many moments, and he would do something stupid. It's 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 like Nazem Kadri two point This is the Jason Brennan I know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. They were blaming. They were blaming Bon Jovi. Yeah, like what is wrong? People need to relax. Bitching yeah, about the crowd. I agree, Mark. Bitching about the crowd and not the product on the ice was an awful take, especially with that <laughs> with that product on the ice. Mark, Mark, is that a, did that feel like a personal attack against you? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so. Um, oh, that was <laughs> he's the one that was, uh, I guess, complaining about the crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh, no, I, I don't know. It was just I an will, awesome thing, as Mark said. It was just a bad I, thing. I will say doing the wave is not a good look. Let's stop the wave. I, that's not a good look. No, save that for Fenway. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sport that no one's watching. 
Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, we're all on the same page. It sounds like that we want to face Toronto over yep. Tampa. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, you've got uh, Carolina, the Islanders. Carolina now doesn't even have Tebu Teravainen because of the broken hand. No Svechnikov, no Pacioretty. Uh, who do you want to see come out of that bracket? Mm, who do I want to see come out or who do I think is going to come out? How? Well, just those series in general. Devils, Rangers, Carolina, New York. It's probably going to be Carolina's probably going to beat the Islanders. Rangers, I say, are going to beat the Devils. And then I think the Rangers beat Carolina and go to the Eastern Conference Final. So you think it'll end up being Boston, New York in the East, in the Eastern Conference Final? Yep, and I think that series goes seven. There you go. There you go. I'll take that. Um, imagine that matchup, though. I know. I know. <laughs> that That would be awesome. The Patrick Kane rematch. Yep. Igor Shurkin versus, versus Lena Hallmark. The last two Vesna winners. Yep. Oh, man. Pa- Pasta, dude, Pasta versus Panarin. Adam Fox versus McAvoy. I mean, come on. Oh, that would be a hell of a series. That a hell of a series. Of a series. So, yeah. oh, man. And then on the West. All right, we'll, we'll touch on the West real quick. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Jets. Golden Knights are up to one in the series. How do you see that one going? The Jets are playing them tough, actually, but I still have the Knights coming out. Yeah, the the Josh Morrissey injury solidified that one for me. Yep, yep, exactly. Like, coming into the series, I I, I was looking at it going, I can see Winnipeg pulling it out in seven. Yep. But now I I really just think it's going to go, like, six. I think Winnipeg, I think Hellebuck will steal them one more. It'll probably go six, but that that is going to crush them. Mark agrees. Bruins, Rangers, Eastern Conference Finals. I, I Based on the Tevu Teravainen injury, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, that that's kind of where my mind is at as well. Uh, yeah. Wild and Stars tied at two. How do you, how, who do you want to see come out of that one? Um, I would rather, honestly, I would rather see Minnesota come out, but I, I I actually, I think it's going to be Dallas, but it's going to be close. Minnesota's good, dude, but, but Dallas has a little more team. Yes. But Dallas has that little extra offensive firepower that Minnesota doesn't have just a little bit. It's tied though. And Minnesota, all their injuries. That's the part that gets it for me. Like, and and, and no, they're not even playing Mark Andre Fleury right now. Like, and, and he well, sucked the other day. Gustafson. Gustafson looks good. Gustafson looks so good. good. Yeah. But then you got Ottinger on Dallas anyways. So I mean it's it's like I know, but if, if Minnesota can get healthy, I could see them taking it in seven. Me too. Me too. Minnesota's very underrated. So is LA. LA is underrated too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Wild are this year are built for the yes. playoffs this year. Beverly asking, who do you think comes out of the West? That's that's what we're digging into right now. Actually, um, L.A. Man, I got them taking that one in seven. 
You got LA? I'm taking LA in seven in that one. Wow. See, you can't go against McDavid, though. And Dreisaitl and Matias Ekholm looks good, too. But here's the thing, though. Darnell Nurse does not. They've shut down McDavid. I know. I know. It's crazy. They have shut down Connor McDavid. And Drew Doughty looks like he's back in his prime, too. He, Imagine, okay, imagine Anze Kopitar versus Patrice Bergeron for the cup final. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> Think about it. They, they scored six goals, or sorry, five goals in an OT game yesterday. All right. Hyman, Kane, Dreisaitl twice, and Bouchard. And let's see, McDavid got one assist, two assists. I don't think has McDavid even scored a goal in the postseason. I don't think so. Goals. Now I got to check because I don't think he has. I think he's only got assists. Like, like think about that. Think about that accomplishment. McDavid has two goals. Six points, two goals, four assists, and he's on the ice for 25 minutes. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if LA come came out of that series, but it's but how do you how like I can't go against McDavid and Dreisaitl though? You can't like it's until they actually lose. So here's the thing: this series went seven last year. Yeah, barely squeaked it out. Both teams are better this year than they were last year. But to advance their goaltending, Edmonton went out and they got Stuart Skinner, who was already in the organization. Right. And Jack Campbell. Right. LA went out and they added Gavrikov and Jonas Corbisalo. He's so good. He's so good. So when we're talking about the Bruins making decisions that are tough, the LA Kings just shipped off Jonathan Quick. They said, thank you so much. See you later. Yeah. Like, it, that's a tough decision for him. All right? It's, it's working for him, though. Mark says he's got to get going. Need to take the dog out. to drop a Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> LA with their new goalie is the reason. Yeah. No. <laughs> was the right pickup for them. And and the thing is, is they were in on Jacob Chikrin and Vamelka. They could have had that combination instead. Uh, Jason says, Oilers in seven. Jeremy, I'm on LA. Mark, I'm a Kings fan as well and loving Mike right now. What did uh, I do? <laughs> what did I do? David two- okay, so he scored twice on the power play. So five on five, they have shut down the best player in the world. Yes. Now, I want to say, uh, Mark, two more Mark, games. Mark, I love you too. Um, but LA is not going to be able to shut down McDavid for the entire series. He's going to have one game where he pops off for like fucking five points. They only got to shut him down two more times. That's the thing. I know. Well, the thing is, like, Edmonton was my pick to come out of the West, but if they lose first round, then I, I think whoever wins this series comes out of the West. That's my, that's my thing. If LA comes out of that series, that is the biggest upset of the first round. Do you agree with that? For the Western Conference, yes. Would it be the biggest upset in the first round overall? Uh, 
Mm, no, I don't think so. Because LA is good. LA is a good team. I, I think it would be more of an upset upset if like the Islanders beat out Carolina or or um uh what's that other series? I I wouldn't say Devils beating. The I'm Rangers the one who picked them, Mike. I'm the one, Mark. I'm the one who picked the Kings in the series. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I said Edmonton. <laughs> Is he really listening? Is he really listening? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably taking the dog out. No, I've got the Kings in seven. I, I just, I, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. And you're seeing the defense right now step up. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. Seattle might be an upset. Ooh, I took Seattle, so I hope, the, I hope so. Colorado leads two to one right now. They play again tonight in a little over an hour in 20 minutes or so for game four. Um, you picked Seattle in this one, did you? I did. I did. Yep. Kings didn't have but, their last, last playoffs. And, and yeah. they still win seven. So Drew Doughty is going to be a, a difference maker in the series. Corpusalo, Gavrikov, Kopitar. These guys – and they went out and they got – um, what's his name from, from the wild? Kevin Fiala. Uh, Fiala, yeah. Fiala's good. He's hurt right now, and he's hurt right now, I'm pretty sure. And if they can get past the first round without him, holy shit. Yeah. Um, yep. Back to the Seattle-Colorado one, though. I've got Colorado in seven. Mm. I just – I think they can hold them off. I think – or sorry, six. In six. Yeah. I think I think call, I think Seattle will be able to steal one more. Just and, and honestly, it could even be tonight. Yeah. But I just I don't see them coming out of this one. Um later boys love this program every week. Both are valued assets here at the being oh thank you, Mark. Have Thanks, fun Mark. With and uh you have a great night. We'll we'll see you again soon. We will definitely have to figure out the BYOB party over at the barn. So <laughs> Um, Fiala came back last game. I knew he was coming back soon. I just, I didn't like game starts at 10 o'clock. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you're just out of it by then. You don't remember very much. No. Um, it, it, it sounded right. I, I knew he was coming back soon. Um, and yeah, he'll have a huge impact on the series. Rest it away. Yeah. Um, the Kings got so much better over last year's Kings team. Edmonton is better, but not as drastically. And that's why I'm going L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado is still going to do Colorado things, but they're going to have a tough second round. Yeah, I don't I don't see the Avalanche getting past the second round. I mean, the West is so wide open, though. I don't um, know. I don't mm, – because you're going to have – at least in my opinion, you're going to have Vegas – Colorado, probably Minnesota and LA advance through. Although I the Minnesota one is the one that I, I flip a coin on. Like I really do. Um yeah. I just I was not expecting Minnesota to be this good with the injuries that they have. And that's why I'm favoring them right now in my head. But Dallas is still doing Dallas things. You know, they lost Pavelski, and the very next thing you see is Tyler Sagan in front of the net, tipping the puck in, like, filling in the the Pavelski role. So, like, you know, 
If yeah. they well, get, yeah, true. Pavelski did there. get knocked. If, if they can get Pavelski back, the series is theirs. 100%. What did you think? What did you think about that hit? I I have to look at it again. I remember looking at it, going, I. It's definitely a, a rough hit for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was clean though. I think so. Yeah. I, I, overall, I think it was just an unfortunate incident. Like, yes. bunting was a dirty ass fucking hit. That, yeah, one, that was that was, was gross. Dirty. That was dirty. See the chicken wing, like you can see it. You yeah. know, same thing with the no shake one. It was not dirty. It was it was an unfortunate hit that you know sometimes you just can't stop the hit. Right. I think that's what we saw with the hit on Pavelski. It sucks yeah. for Dallas for sure. And it's it's it, it was a clean hit. It just had the worst possible outcome, which unfortunately for Pavelski, he's had a history of head injuries. So, you know. And you know what? If if they can, if they can take a game without another game without Pavelski, they they should continue to sit him. Yeah. Let him yeah. fully recover because they'll need him more in the second round anyway. Yeah. If they, feel like they can take the series without him, they should. Uh, if it if it if they fall behind though, they need to do what they can to get him back in the lineup because he's he definitely helped secure that series for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I look at Dallas and I go, I still think they're learning how to win. Yeah, it's that's that's the same way I look at the Devils. That's why I had the Rangers over the Devils, just because they're oh, right yeah. now this is them gaining experience, but the Rangers have all that experience. So Kane. who are your final two in the West? <laughs> Edmonton and uh, Edmonton and maybe Colorado. Oh, unless are they are they in that same bracket on that same side? I have to look at the bracket. Hang on. That's it. Hang on. Look at the bracket too. Um, yeah. Give me one second. Um, but I I'm pretty sure just based off of how it lays out. Um, let's see. Vegas. Oh. So no. Who did you say? It wouldn't. It couldn't be Edmonton and Colorado. Um, yes, it could. Edmonton can come out against LA, and then they w- they would play the winner of the Winnipeg Vegas series. Oh, okay. All right, then. Yeah, I'll say Edmonton and Colorado. Oh, man, see, I look at like I wish Pavelski wasn't hurt. I know. <laughs> Because without Pavelski, I look at the Dallas Stars and I go, "This is their series to lose." Yep. I can yep. I can see Minnesota taking it though without Pavelski going, and then Minnesota, Colorado, L.A., Vegas. I'm gonna give L.A. the edge in that one. Yep, I would too. And so I would take L.A. Uh, that's tough. Colorado, Minnesota. See, this is what I mean by the West being wide open. It's like the, all the teams, like they're pretty evenly matched I'd go Minnesota. to some degree. Would you? Minnesota, yeah. It, it'd be a close series, but Minnesota and L.A. And oh, L.A. would have to come out of that one. So it's probably, I think L.A., like you look at L.A.'s path to the cup and it's going to be three seven-game series. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. look at you look at Minnesota's, and they would have three seven game series. Very, very similar to the Bruins in 2011. Go exactly. through that go through that gauntlet. And what matchup did we never see during the Kings dynasty with the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty mixed in? 
We never saw Boston match up against the LA never. game. Never. No, never, never. So that that I mean, don't get me wrong. The storylines for a Boston Vegas matchup would be fire. Yeah, I see Bruins but, LA more though. I do, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I would love to see that. All right, so Beverly says if Crazy doesn't come back for the second round, do you think the Bruins have enough depth to get past Tampa Bay or Toronto? If it's Crazy out, yes. I think it would go seven. You'd probably see like one or two games and you'd get it would be obvious that you're missing that that center depth. But I I think they still get they still get passed. Toronto just scored. See, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not overly worried about a two-goal deficit going into the second period just yet. Yeah, um, Nola Char Nola Chari just scored. Big thing for Vegas is their suspect goal pending. Yeah, um, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. That is that is a big problem. Uh, Laurent Brassois is playing well for them. Aiden Hill, they need him to come back. Um, who was the other one that they had all year or most of the regular season, the rookie there? Uh, Logan Thompson. Mm-hmm. If they can get Aiden Hill to Logan Thompson back, I have a lot more confidence in their goaltending. I just I don't remember what their injury situation is. And Laurent Brassois is good. He can get him past the first round, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the the Jets are playing with a fire under their ass. I think they know this is a last hurrah for them, which is something that you're seeing out of Toronto as well. Com- coming into this, I, I picked Winnipeg in seven. And it's not out of the realm. It's not. I mean, they have Carter Hellebuck. You can never count out a... a- Elite goalie stealing the a series. With me right now is the Josh Morris injury. I keep that, coming back to that. Yeah, that, I think that was the nail in the coffin for them. So I, th- I think so. I don't know. I think I'm going to have the the Kings. The Kings coming out of the West for me. I I, I don't know. I, it's 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 tough. But you said the West is wide open. I mean, the East you can make the same case is is just as. It's just as tough. Hill Hill is back. Yeah, he's he's still a number two. Like you're you're looking at the same situation with Aiden Hill, Laurent Brassois, and um and Logan Thompson. You know, and, and that whole situation. It's a very it, it runs very parallel to um, uh, Auntie Ranta, P- Piotr Kochekov. And uh, who's the other one there in uh, uh, Freddie Anderson in Carolina? Like none of them are bad. None of them are bad. It's just, you can beat Ranta. You can beat Anderson. Kochekov, I think is the better of the three and we have yet to see him. Yeah, I think so too. I thought we, me and you were on the same page. We both thought thought that uh, Carolina was going to go with him to start the series. And and if they end up facing the Rangers next series, I think you will see him. Yeah, I think yeah. you will. They, he's, they, he's, he's earned it. Either that, or they're just hoping because he's here's their only goaltender signed for next season too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> At a certain point, you got to go, kid. Let's see what you got. Go, we're yeah. riding you. But you're up three one, so it doesn't really matter. Um, next man up for Jets has to happen, absolutely. But that's like us. Oh man, I can't even say that's like us losing McAvoy. Because you still got Carlo and Lindholm and Orloff all right behind them. True. 
they don't have that. No. That's the no, thing. They don't. Like that that's the big thing. That's like um it, it's more like what Tampa was facing losing Victor Hedman. Like, yeah, Cernak is there, but he's just not it's not the same. It, it it just throws everything else out of whack. Yeah. They don't have the depth. Anyways, uh hour and forty-five minutes to change. <laughs> final thoughts here we can uh, let people gain their evening back we got some great games going on right now and a couple more popping up in about a half hour and a little over an hour so any my, final thoughts my final thought is that <laughs> before we started the show we we both said yeah we're kind of due for a for a oh, short episode <laughs> i know right oh. i don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. We, I mean, as long as we have stuff to talk about, then then why not well, talk about well, it? Well, I mean, that's the thing. You and I can do this all fucking night. I mean, we could jump right back into trading Brad Marchand conversation. <laughs> I, I'm going to have uh, nightmares about that tonight. Oh, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. We will have plenty of more episodes where we talk about next season. But yeah. right now, just enjoy the moment. You're up 3-1. The next game is home at the Garden. Fucking sit back and enjoy it. Yep. Yep. 100%. You know what? There's an argument made for it. There is. Not yet. Not yet. That's my only point. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's an argument to be made for it when the time comes. It's the same thing that we were talking about when people were saying trade Jeremy Swayman. There's a time and a place for it. We're not there yet. No, we're not. No. And we're not advocating for it. We're just saying it's a potential. No one advocated to trade Milan Lucic either. Right, right. No one advocated to trade Johnny Boychuck. For Martin Jones. (laughs) And then flip him. Martin Jones. (laughs) Man, that was a disaster that we were saved from. Yeah. yeah, The Bruin legend Martin Jones. Oh, man. Bruin legend. Uh, Who else we got on that list? Uh, said that because you're looking at ending the show. So <laughs> again, we'll we'll come back to the trade Brad conversation because there's there's a case for it. All right, there is there is and the, not right now. I don't want to think about it, but it's it's something no. for the off season that that absolutely wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. But I'd be sad about it. But as I was saying, go enjoy the the hockey tonight. There's more games tomorrow. Enjoy the games that you don't have a rooting interest in because the bees play again on Wednesday. Hopefully put the series behind them and uh, keep an eye on that Matt Kachuk. Let's see what we have to come out against him for next season. So uh, that's it for us for tonight. Thanks everybody for watching, tuning in and uh, we'll be here again next week. Here on what's brewing brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, As you can see right above me here, Again, go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to collect your $200 sign-on bonus. We are What's Brewing here on the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast Network. Have a great night. Go enjoy some hockey. Go Bees! Go Bees, baby. Let's roll.